Welcome back to Starcast Decker Marks. This is Ryan. We got Chris again here with us. Howdy. Always gotta say howdy. I'm legitly spe- speechless. I don't know what to say. <laughs> that was weird. So, uh, I guess our compliments to bonus backfired on us because that was one of the dumbest coaching decisions I've seen in a while. <laughs> the let, Let's address the elephant in the room. What was bonus thinking? I guess he was thinking Bishop what? was healthy, but... Nope, he wasn't. <laughs> and you could see it based just by looking at him. Just just by watching him play, watching Bishop play. He looks and continued to look nothing like the Ben Bishop that we know. And yeah. the thing is that if you have a hot goaltender who is playing really well, yeah, he didn't play well in game four, but... Why would you go back to somebody who, in his last game, yes, he won the game, but he won the game because our offense showed up. Why would you go back to him for this? Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. We talked about this, how even if Ben Bishop was ready, we would still play Hudobin because we want to close out this series because the Avs are such a threatening team. Like they have all. If a team is going to come back from a 3-1 deficit from all the all four series that are going on right now, people would give the Avs as the best chance to do it. For good reason, too, because they're probably the best team in the playoffs from overall during the season and stuff. So I think we obviously think that was a dumb decision, so I don't expect Bishop to be back in net for Game 6, but we might be looking back at this game at the end of the series and thinking about the lost opportunities here because... After those first four goals, we win the game. So if you take away the four terrible goals, well, you know, we were we were definitely playing terrible the first period too. So let's not pin this all on on Bishop. We looked awful, but at least I expected us to look way worse than the Avalanche in the first period since they're on the brink of elimination. But there was not like that. Yeah, there's pretty. We looked terrible on defense. There wasn't a good goal that they scored really. They were all very savable. And the last one was pretty atrocious. So, bad defense and a goalie that wasn't healthy. That's just not good coaching. The coach didn't get him ready. Coach didn't put in a goalie who was ready. It was, that that's awful. That's that's the been that's the uh, that's the coaching we got accustomed to during the regular season, unfortunately. And I hope I hope Jim Nill looks at a game like today and understands why Bonus can't be our coach next season. I know a lot of people think that he's earned the right to be the coach during these playoffs, but he, we can't have a coach like bones in there. He's, he's too old school. He's not really, he, he's not really ever makes the right decision. So that was well, awful. And maybe it's just unluckiness with him, but he really trusts his coaches and he really trusts his players. And sometimes he just doesn't make the hard decision. On Twitter, I was reading that the goaltender, Jeff Reese, was the one that told him that Bishop was good to go. When, but that, 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 that still doesn't make sense. There was, there was some communication issue somewhere. Because well, a, even on the, Twitter, like, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, the goaltender coach is going to tell the head coach to put in the starting goalie if he's healthy. As, as a goaltender, 
as a, as a somebody's looking on the outside, I would want my goaltending coach to tell me that, right? If we have the opportunity to put our best guy in, we want to do it. But Bones has got to realize in that situation, he hasn't played in forever. We can't throw him into the fire against the most potent offense in the league. In an elimination game. In an elimination game and expect him to do well. It was it was a bad bad decision by Bones. Bones needed to stand up to his coach, to the goaltending coach right there. And he we've seen he doesn't have the guts to do that. He doesn't. It's obviously a bad coaching decision, so that's yeah. all we can really say. <laughs> and you know, now that I'm kind of looking at it, it's it making that decision would be really hard because a lot of people were saying that you know it would have even been better in a three-one situation to let Jake Ottinger go in and make his playoff debut. But I, I, again, the, the the guy is young. He's hasn't played a regular season game, which is way less pressure than a, a playoff game in a elimination game. But and and then Hudobin didn't play well last game, and it's a it's a back it's a back to back, and then your goaltending coach is telling you that Bishop is healthy and good to go. But that that still doesn't make sense to me because I I looked on Twitter. It was like around two or three o'clock when Bonus came out and said, "All right, both Stephen Johns and Ben Bishop are still unfit to play." And then we're all like, "Okay, so it's gonna be who? It's gonna be who? Dobin? No big surprise." Well, there. I I think that was I think that was a bluff on on uh on Bonus's part there during that press conference because if you go and look at some of the stuff he said specifically he talks about uh, he was also asked who the starting goalie was and he didn't say then and he said we have the information we need to know who's the starting goalie going to be it was super mysterious and weird so if you read into it a little bit you could kind of tell Bishop was going to play that's what I thought at least when I saw the press conference before the game so but and, and you see why, like like you said, it, it's hard for him to say no to that because first Hudobin had his first not awesome game last game, his first right. sub nine hundred. It's a back to back game. Hudobin's been playing a ton, and our backup goalie is somebody who we don't want to put in, pretty much under any circumstances. <laughs> and, and, and and if and if Ben Bishop is good, it's a perfect time to let him play too because we're up three to one. If we lose this game, we still have two more chances to close it out. So it, it there's obvious reasons to put in Bishop, but it's just, I think especially as a fan, it's not good to see us giving hope to the Avalanche, and it's scary to see. Well, and you know, I, I'm before I even started this podcast, I was thinking like this game fully rests on Rick Bonus's shoulders, but the more we're talking about it, the more I'm starting to realize that you know. He probably made the right decision, and he went with his gut. No, and it's still not now, the right decision well, because here's, here's the, here's the not other healthy. Thing. Well, here, well, here's the other thing. the The other thing is that he might have had some insider information that the third goaltender for the Colorado Avalanche was going to play tonight. So he thought that might be a little bit of a confidence booster for Ben Bishop if Ben is facing, you know, the third string goaltender, Michael Hutchinson who played 11 regular season games for the Toronto Maple Leafs this past year, didn't get in a single regular season game with the Colorado Avalanche when he was traded, and then, you know, he just makes his start because Franco is unfit to play. It, maybe that's another reason why. 
And it, I, again, I understand. It's still I, a bad choice because he's not healthy. You can't put a goalie who's not 100% into a playoff game and expect him to do well. It's not a good decision. I know the goaltending coach thought that he was healthy, which obviously he screwed up too, but it it ultimately lies on the head coach to make the final call, and he should have seen during practice that he wasn't 100%, and he didn't see it. So ultimately, it's a bad decision because he's not healthy, and the responsibility goes on Bones. Yeah, that, it's just really frustrating because that's a game we should have won. We, 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 we should have... We really needed to close that out, and now I'm really scared about Wednesday and potentially Friday. Uh, that that just completely opened the series up. I thought that this was a shouldn't shouldn't close door case series. Even if we lose this next game, you know we'll we'll still win Game Six. But after the decision that Bonus made, it just it, I still think we're going to win game six or seven. I don't think the Stars go three straight games not playing good enough to beat the Avs. I don't think the Avs go three straight games playing great hockey. I think the Stars you, are going to win this series in one of the two games. They looked fine after the after the five goals. We looked decent. Obviously, the Avs weren't playing full, but it kind of looked like they still were. They were still playing hard. They were still skating to pucks hard. It, like the announcer said at the end of the game, it still weirdly felt like a one-goal game throughout. It felt like the Stars could go off at any moment, like we've seen them do in, the, in so many games so far in these playoffs and come back. So I, 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 think, I think the Stars still are very well in control of this game. I think it was just, it was just a thrown-away game by a really bad coaching decision is really what it comes down to, in my opinion. All right, and then... We're, we're going to do something different. I'm going to pull in a quote from the post-game conference, which we haven't really done, but I think it's really important to, you know, maybe analyze what he's thinking. So this is Bonus's response to a question about putting Ben Bishop back in the game to rest Anton Hudobin. And, you know, after we've it obviously it looks like we're not going to come back and win the game and uh, let Bishop get some game reps in. And uh, the, this is quote. This is what he said, word for word. He said, "I did, I did, but you know what? Give Dobby credit. We threw him into a tough, tough situation. Team wasn't playing well. We were getting bombarded, and he battled so hard in the net. It would have been tough to do that. Would we have liked to give Bish a little bit more time? Yeah, but when Dobby goes in and he's battling like that, even though it was supposed to be a night off for him because he's played a lot of great hockey for us, we were trying to give him the night off." We tried to change things around. Was there a thought of putting Bish back in? Absolutely. But when Dobby's in there and he's bat, he's battle like that. It's probably supposed to be he's battling like that. Let him go. So that just sounds super wishy washy to me, right? What What do you think? Oh yeah, he's kind of dodging the question. Like right, right. Well, like it's kind it's. Honestly, it's kind of a dumb question. Every, everyone knows what's going on. He, he thought Bishop was healthy. Bishop wasn't. That's what it comes down to. It's just a mistake. So I, I don't know if there's much you can read into that. We've seen Bones make some weird comments before. So I think he's trying to bail out his goaltender and not make it about how bad Bishop was and instead try and flip it into how good Hudobin was. But it's not really a question that needed to be asked like most hockey questions. <laughs> Every, everyone knows what happened. Bishop wasn't healthy. The end. Bad decision. 
and that's the story of the game. We wouldn't even have to watch the game to make that decision there. Well, I have a stat. No power play goals by the Avalanche in this game. So we're looking on a bright side here. The Stars took a trillion penalties because we were PO'd at the game, which understandable, honestly, for me. I'm not really upset about that. But our penalty kill played great tonight. Stopped them all. Stopped a long five on three. That And it looked like, as we're trying on all of them, they didn't look like they were just passing it around. But good penalty kill by the Stars. There's your bright side for the night. <laughs> and we were better in the face-off circle tonight, so that's a good thing, too. And honestly, the more I look at it, I, th I think you're right. If we had started Hudobin... And... Oh, if we start Hudobin, it's obviously a close game. I think Avs at least take a two-goal a two goal lead in the first period because of how poorly we were playing. But Hudobin will be able to stop him. And if Hudobin's on that day, maybe he holds him to one again. Maybe he holds him to zero somehow. But yeah, it, it it's just frustrating. Shots on goal per period, 23 to 5 in the first period in favor of the Avalanche. 15 to 11 in the second period in favor of the Avalanche. 18 to 3 in favor of the Stars in the third period. They just stood back and just played a defensive game. They knew they yeah. had it. Yeah, when you got a four-goal lead, it's not, it's not even really... <laughs> It's not even really close. You can do whatever you want at that point. I, I did enjoy the Stars at least showing some pride in their game at the end and not allowing an empty net goal and really trying to score some more. So that was at least nice to see too. But overall, I think this game is kind of just lost by the coaching staff. Just terrible coaching decision. If you if you put your team down 4-0, you can't really expect much of them out of the rest of the game. But I, I think we're fine for the next two games. I think we're going to come back strong. I think we're going to put Hudobin back in the net. We're not going to worry about trying to get Bishop back in there again until we're sure he's healthy and he plays a bunch in practice. And I, I think Stars close it out on Wednesday, honestly, in my opinion. They've been playing well all series long. All they got to do is find it again. The Avs didn't even look spectacular this game. They really didn't. McKinnon didn't look great. He had, a, he had a couple good passes, but again, he wasn't skating around us like he was in the first three games. So I think we're back on him Wednesday and we close this series out. Something that's frustrating to me is that we started to play better. We started to dig down into their five-goal lead. And then after Haskinen scored that goal in the second with seventeen at 17-31, you know, and then it was 5-2, and I'm thinking, okay, three-goal lead. All right, with as crazy as this series is, has been, there have been multiple times that a team has scored three goals in a row to tie the game. It was like, okay, we might have a shot at this even though like it just felt awkward the whole game felt awkward to me but then 30 seconds later mckinnon does his thing and passes a puck burakovsky and he well, buries that, it in the back of the that net was just a bad play by Klinger. honestly it's still hard to get your mind back into a game when you're down by four and three goals since the very beginning so it like i don't know if we can read too much into really anything that happened in this game, it it's just not good when a team plays badly and they have a hurt goalie in the net. So, so let me get your opinion on the game misconducts penalties, one to Pavalski and one to Como. Um, do you think those were good penalties to take, or do you think that were those were bad penalties to take? Well, they weren't good penalties to take, but. If it was a one or two goal game, even a three goal game, honestly, 
the ref's not going to throw Como or Pavelski out during the game. The Avs had a four-goal lead at that point during both of those game misconducts, and they were just trying to settle the game down so that no one got hurt and that the game just ended. So I understand why the refs do it. Refs obviously call more penalties when it's a blowout game. They want to keep things cleaner and not get people injured. So obviously not a good penalty, but I think the refs are fine to call it that way. I was just a little frustrated with the amount of penalties they were calling. Honestly, at, at one point after they scored that sixth goal, the Avalanche, they, they honestly just should have let the game go. I, I understand what they were doing in the second period because, yeah, the second period was getting very chippy. And it seemed like every <laughs> every whistle there was a little scrum in front of the net, which, to the Stars' credit, that's what you need to do in order to push back when you have a really bad game like that. But I honestly think that the game misconduct penalties will be good for the Stars in the long run. Those are two uh, veteran players who are very big leaders in the Stars locker room. Pawlowski, not only with his, you know, veteran leadership, but also the goals he's been scoring. And then Como is not as outspoken as Pawlowski is, if, if I'm understanding correctly from what I've read and all that sort of stuff. But he's still a leader in that dressing room enough to where bonus gave him an a he's an assistant captain so what i'm hoping is that when you got two guys like that who are stepping up who are being vocal who are being passionate about a game where you know we just because of a poor coaching decision we just went got behind early because of the coaching decision i think it's a good thing and i think that will push some passion into game six yeah, I, I think there's going to be no shortage of passion from the Stars at Game 6. I think both teams are going to come out swinging. I think it's going to be the best game of the series. And if they don't win Game 6, I don't see us winning Game 7. I really don't. And and it's all going to come down because of that decision, that goaltending decision. And I really hope, I hope I'm wrong, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm scared we're going to lose the next two games, lose Game 6, lose Game 7, and then we're going to look back on this and say this was the turning point in the series when was when Bonus made that decision, and you know for and I put this on Twitter because uh, I was I was talking to the a Colorado a couple of Colorado Avalanche fans on Twitter, and you know they were com- complaining about how their team was playing. I'm like you know the Avs really haven't been playing that bad. It's just not consistent, and I was like you you guys have a lot of good players, a lot of young players, so you're gonna have a really good team for a very long time. You're going you're going to. For the Stars, this is it. I think this is it. It's either this year or next year. And I think this is the climax. And if we're going to win the Cup, I think this is the year that we're going to do it. So with just with all of our aging players that we have and all the people we have on one-year one contracts and all that sort of stuff, I think this is it. So I guess we'll... We'll find out and see. So, so what what do they got to do in Game Six? Answer obviously. I think we're going out strong in the first period. I think we're gonna get on top of them, and they're not gonna be expecting it. So the Avs got to find a way to to redo what they did in the first period of this game, and to apply pressure hard. I mean, twenty three shots in the first period is quite a Insane. statement. 
Yeah. So they're going to be, they got to try and find a way to do the exact same thing again, which is, pr it's pretty tough to find that energy again. When you first get put on the chopping block, that's normally a team's best game in the series. So I, I think it's going to be tough for them to match what they did today. And I think the stars are going to be embarrassed by this game and they're going to come out and try and, I think they are going to close it in game six. That's what I'm and, calling. And that is one thing I'm thinking about, like, you know, if this had been the St. Louis Blues series, I would be worried about, I'd be a little bit more worried about it. I'm still worried about it, but you know, this year has felt different. It's felt different. It felt like, it feels like we're the Blues now and we had the veteran team. So I'm hoping that we have some quick amnesia and we forget real fast, real, yeah. real fast. And this game, it didn't even... It didn't feel like the Avs were playing so much better than the Stars, really, like we talked about earlier. Like, throughout this series, there's not really a game where the, the Avs just outplayed us to a point where we couldn't do anything. Like, they score on us five times because we have a hurt goalie, and then they score on a first shot on the brand new goalie. So, it, it's not like we're outmatched in any way in these games. We're I We've played better than the Avs in almost every game of the series, so I don't think this is a time to worry. I think definitely we're going to look back on this if we lose the series and say that this was the turning point, but I, I don't think we're losing the series. So not a big deal in my opinion. Well, I certainly hope you're right, and all of our listeners sure hope you're right, and all the Stars fans just really sure hope that you're right. All right, guys. Thank you for listening tonight. That's all we got for you tonight. This has been Starcastic Remarks. Tonight. With tonight i guess it's this morning it's one o'clock in the morning so you know but th thank y'all for listening in hopefully you'll and you will enjoy this in the morning go follow us on twitter at starcastic r you can also find us on facebook at starcastic remarks and then you can also find us wherever you get your podcasts stars lose a very awkward and strange and weird game six to three it's just been a weird year, weird playoffs. And we'll see you on the flip side. We'll see you again.